So welcome to Bela's RJ podcast. My name is Divya. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a reproductive justice intern at Bela. Bela is an AAPI organization based in New Orleans that focuses on advocacy through providing climate and reproductive justice education, community organizing education, comprehensive civic engagement, and pathways to citizenship. Along with interning at Bela, I'm a senior at Tulane University studying public health and Spanish. Hi, um, I'm Maya and I use she, her pronouns. I am also an intern at Vela and I'm currently a sophomore at Tulane University recording this in my dorm room. And I'm pursuing a dual degree in dance and ecological and evolutionary biology. So you may be wondering, um, how does a 21 year old suddenly become interested in nonprofit reproductive justice work? I was originally really interested in interning at Vela's Reproductive Justice Program because my parents immigrated to the United States from India in their late 20s, and I've grown up surrounded by Indian culture. While I love my culture, there are definitely a lot of stigmas surrounding reproduction and self-sex culture, and I really wanted to help young people like me work through these stigmas, become comfortable with their bodies and sexualities, and maybe even do activism or advocacy work like this in the future. So my parents also immigrated to the U.S. from South India for grad school, and I was extremely lucky because they were very progressive and raised me in an extremely sex-positive environment. Um, however, I've noticed a clear disparity in the education that I received growing up and the exposure that many of my friends and other family members had surrounding sex and conversations about your own body. So I've slowly over time realized that it is vital to destigmatize sex and reproduction because we need to teach young people to have safe consensual sex and eradicate the taboo and discomfort surrounding the human body as a whole. Yeah, I definitely think that um, people should not be telling their children, as their mom told me, that um, when you put a tampon in, you lose your virginity. So the goal of this podcast is to create a space to talk about different reproductive justice issues from current policies to healthcare access. We really want this to be a place where we can talk about reproductive justice in an engaging and informative way for you all. Yeah, we really don't want this to be like your seventh grade sex ed type of ordeal. We really want it to be um, something that you can really take something away from, something that's really productive um, and something that you still think about years from now. So today's episode is an introduction to the series. We'll be talking about the basic concept of reproductive justice. I know reproductive justice can sound kind of like a big and intense term. So what does it actually mean? Reproductive justice is a framework that basically combines reproductive rights and social justice. So an example of a reproductive right would be someone's right to have an abortion. And when I think of social justice, I often think of addressing inequalities in society. For example, people who were, say, born with uteruses did not choose to be born with uteruses. Having a uterus means that the person is likely susceptible to pregnancy, even if they don't actually want to be pregnant. So advocating for the right to bodily autonomy and the right to choose whether to become pregnant, most likely through using contraception, and whether to keep a pregnancy by having the right to an abortion is addressing that specific type of inequality.
Yeah. So reproductive justice is basically this really cool framework that um, accounts for a lot of things in society that previous social justice movements have not really accounted for. Um, and I'm also just going to go ahead and read the sister song definition of reproductive justice because it's really great. Um, so the definition is the human right to maintain personal bodily autonomy, have children, not have children, and parent the children we have in safe and sustainable communities. So this is different from the pro-choice movement because the pro-choice movement was a little more specific in saying that women specifically should be given the choice to have an abortion or not. But this movement encompasses many more aspects of reproductive health and reproductive justice as a whole. So speaking of Sister Song, let's go ahead and touch on the history of reproductive justice a little. In 1994, a group of Black women coined the term reproductive justice after recognizing significant gaps in the accessibility of reproductive health care for marginalized communities. Yeah, and you may have heard um, of the, the waves of feminism, which really um, are centered around white women and their needs and wants. And we just want to clarify that that is not what reproductive justice is. And it's really important to acknowledge that reproductive justice was created for and by Black people who identified as women. So in 1997, the Sister Song was formed to create a national and multi-ethnic reproductive justice movement. So when we talk about reproductive justice, it's really important to remember that even if something is technically legal or available, that really doesn't mean that people can actually access it. So for example, although abortion is legal, there are so many barriers that people face in terms of cost, transport, the number of clinics that provide abortions, what to do with their children if they have children at home, and many more issues. So uh, let's talk about let's talk about that in the terms of something that may be more relatable to your everyday life. So, for example, when I was 16, I did not have my own car, and I'm sure many of you can relate to that. So, although I had a driver's license. I didn't have a car and I really love ice cream, even though I'm very lactose intolerant. So I love ice cream and I didn't have a car. So some, yeah, there's obviously ice cream at the grocery store. Most grocery stores carry ice cream. I didn't have a car, so I couldn't drive to the store to get the ice cream. So even though the ice cream was technically available, I couldn't access it. And so that disparity is where a lot of RJ work comes in. Several organizations work to remove or lessen these barriers to reproductive health care. So I think a really good example of that is abortion funds. So um, um, a barrier that a lot of people who are seeking abortions face is cost. So they can't afford to um, be transported to the place where they need to get an abortion. They can't afford to pay for childcare for their children. So abortion funds really work to decrease these costs that people may face associated with abortion. Um, so like I said, that includes costs for the abortion itself and also costs associated with travel, overnight stays, childcare, and whatever else the person might need. So abortion funds are one example, but RJ orgs advocate for so many more things as well. They advocate for accessibility of contraception. I'm actually part of a group on campus and we take shifts and deliver plan B to students who need it free of cost. So they don't have to go anywhere and it's completely confidential. Um, so access of contraception, prenatal and pregnancy care, STI treatment and prevention, comprehensive sex education, 
and intimate partner violence assistance. So these are all specifics that fall under the entire umbrella term of reductive justice. So we know that was a lot of words. Um, you might be getting some, some flashbacks to your first biology class that you learned photosynthesis in, um, something like that. But don't worry, we're gonna, throughout this podcast, kind of break down a lot of those different terms and a lot of those different categories that are encompassed in reproductive justice. Reproductive justice is a huge diverse field and we've really only scratched the surface with the examples that we gave you. So there is truly a ton of work to be done. Yeah, for sure. And like I said before, in this podcast, we were really going to try to address um, several diverse topics involving reproductive justice. So thank you for listening to our very first podcast. And we hope we can guide you and give you an AAPI lens as it pertains to reproductive justice. Yeah. And check us out for our next episode. Episodes come out every other Friday on our Spotify. Get vid